On this episode of the 95 Adventure Podcast, we are joined by Jason Reyna. He's a world traveler, videographer, photographer, all around just really interesting guy. I really enjoyed the conversation. We talk about places to go, places he's seen, stories from his trips, and the power of yes. So, without any further delay, listen up and say yes to this episode with Jason Reyna. Obviously, we haven't... Man, I don't even know if I really got to hang around with you much. No, you were like the older skater crew, so it was like... Yeah, Raymond was still skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. I still see Raymond all the time. Yeah, man, he was a cool dude. I liked him a lot. But, um, yeah, I was less, much less talkative back then, even if you did come across me. I was yeah. like, people thought I was the jerk, but... I guess fill us in. I see, like, I look at your Instagram and following it and stuff, uh, just from old skate videos and seeing you with, uh, it was Chris Haffey and Montre on that Blade video. Yeah, you were sitting yeah. down, I was like, that's Jason! And uh, with the camera in your hand. So you've done tons of multimedia stuff and videos and um, traveled all over the world doing that. And if people looked at your Instagram, you would think that's your job. But it's not your full-time job, so kind of fill us in on, uh, I guess, a background of who you are. So, grew up skating, uh, knew I wasn't ever going to be, like, the best pro skater, but there's a guy named Dave Payne, and you know who this is, but Dave Payne <laughs> used to make Video Group uh, magazine, which was a VHS video magazine, and I would watch those, and you would too, probably, and you would be like, this guy gets to go to every event, every contest. He gets to go on tours because he has a camera. And he gets to skate at those places because he also skates. So when everybody else was trying to be like the next Arlo or like John Julio, I was trying to be Dave Payne. Because I knew that Dave got to go to every event. And so I picked up a camera. And you remember Pat Leal. So Pat Leal... When we'd go skating, he'd be like, hey, hold my camera, shoot this, do this, and do this. And after, like, a few lessons from him, I was like, oh, I got this. And I would religiously watch skate videos and just like, okay, why'd they shoot it like this? And then I just learned and just kept going and going. And over the years, it became a thing where, you know, hey, that annoying kid isn't that annoying, and he knows how to use the camera. We'll take him with us. And just kind of snowballed. And... I luckily, so my dad worked for an airline, so I was always able to fly for free. So I could go to events like around the world. I actually just went on the Colorado road trips, 20th anniversary. And while I was there, I hung out with this guy, Garrett Slovey, who I had met at a ASA contest. And then he they, they invited me to Nashville. And since I could fly, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go to Nashville. I went to Nashville, and I was like, man, I've known you for over 20-something years. Dude, ASA, ASA brings back some crazy memories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I basically was I had the luxury of flight, which is very rare, but then I was I had the luxury of friends because of skating. And everything I've done has been because of skating. And just took off of it. And it's one of those things where I never said no to an opportunity. And it afforded me this where I'm at now. So now, like I said, John Julio and Arlo, who are two of my close friends now. Like, I work with John on a regular basis. 
And over the years, it's kind of been that thing where I've just been, somebody will be like, hey, you want to do this? Sure, why not? I can go. I can go. So I go. And uh, a funny one from high school, I, I, I got invited on this tour randomly, and I went. And then I get these phone calls. I'm like, where are you? You're supposed to be here. And I was like, why? What's going on? And they're like, it's homecoming. You're on court. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I didn't really care about that. And uh, I felt bad because the girl that I was supposed to escort for court or whatever um, had to walk with, like, an ROTC kid. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I, I was, like, in Austin or something doing some photo shoot. Like, my bad. <laughs> but I just always kind of focused on that and, like, didn't really care. So that's where I'm at now. And now I've been, I've been around the world doing it. So it's awesome. Man, that's like – talk about a dream life. If anybody – listens to this that grew up in the 90s the julio and the arlo those two names obviously dave Payne. i watched all the vgs well all the way through as long as i i kind of took like a i guess 17 year break <laughs> but uh uh man john julio section with trial call quest vg3 i think it is yeah uh four 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 in my favorite by far yeah. that and the roadhouse section with uh the jackson five yeah which is also funny. So Julio and Roadhouse live, like, in the same complex, basically. Like, they, they have these condos in Orange County. So I hang out with Randy, too, a lot. Oh, that's awesome, man. He does a ton of fishing. I saw his whole... He, he has his own company, yeah. Yep. That's pretty sweet, man. That's yeah, he awesome. Has, he owes me money from a bowling uh, <laughs> bet that we had. So bring it up every time I see him. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pay you. He hasn't paid me yet. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, uh, I guess with that, man, it's kind of cool to see how just not saying no to opportunities. Like, I looked back at my situation where I was at and um, kind of saying no because I got a job. You know, yeah. I, had to, I had to go work for the family business and all that, and I said no to traveling after I, you know, I reached a certain limit, and then I just kind of like, well, I can't do that anymore. My life is going to be this, you know, family business, blah, blah, blah. And I look back and go, man, that's kind of the path. I mean, I had every opportunity to do that sort of thing. I did. Now I'm looking back going, oh, that's a lesson learned. Say yes to going to places and doing things, man. Yeah. So like this month, uh, well, like, so I'm a flight attendant and the, the, the flexibility of that job is amazing. I basically work three days a week, and I'm off the other four, but I can move things around to where they're, like, I can work a week and have a week off. So this month, uh, Tori Treesitter hit me up and was just like, hey, you want to go camping with me and go on the Colorado road trip? And I already have plans at the end of the month to go to New York for a friend's 35th birthday. And I had to check in with the lady, and she was like, oh, yeah. You can do both if you can make it work with your schedule. And it's like, well, I can make it work with my schedule. I just want to make sure you are good with it. But again, it was that situation of, you know, never saying no. And that's, like, as an adult now, I'm thoroughly thankful for having Arianne as my partner in crime who is just like, go. Like, she knows that I need it almost. So she's always like, no, no, go ahead, go, go. But she's like, but next month you're taking me somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a problem for me. Like, me traveling for skating, me traveling for fun, and me traveling, like, for family isn't ever a thing. 
it's just like, oh, okay, I can keep going. Like, I haven't been home more than one night. This is actually the first week this month that I've been home for two nights in a row. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Like, that, yeah. it's almost like it, that would be kind of like a dream situation for me. If I could yeah, work it out. For a lot of people, it's just like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't, it's not like I'm suffering on the road. Like, if I'm at work, I'm in a hotel, it's nice. If I'm on the road with friends, you know, I'm either camping or staying on their couch, hanging out with them. It's not like, sometimes even as a flight attendant, I'll go into cities where I have friends and just sleep on their couch versus sleep in a hotel room. Just, you know, surrounding yourself with like that vibe and that positive, like people and just friends kind of really like makes traveling worth it. Like, I don't know. That's what I like about traveling is just seeing people that I know. Like, I can go to – I and then because of skating, I know people everywhere. Like, in February, we went to Copenhagen and stayed in a friend's apartment. Oh, yeah. I saw the Winter Clash. I was going to ask you. I couldn't remember where Winter Clash was located. Winter Clash is actually in Eindhoven, which is the Netherlands. But So, Ariane went with me on this trip, which she rarely ever goes on skate trips. But So, she went – and I was like, all right, let's make a trip out of it. So we went to Copenhagen for a week, Amsterdam for Valentine's Day, and then down to uh, Winter Clash, which is in Eindhoven. And then after that, we drove with John Julio, actually, and went to his in-laws in Germany in this little village. And we hung out in this little village with his in-laws for, like, a week. And it was just – it was so awesome. Like, I went with Oma, which is his mother-in-law, in the morning one day. And we went to, like, the village baker and the village butcher and got, like, bread, dry meats just like, this is awesome oh man <laughs> that's our next goal is to go to europe uh, yeah europe so we i like to go to play so growing up in the valley it's hot and humid so every time <laughs> i want to go on vacation i want to go somewhere super cold and like I, just random and i never really want to do the beach thing which i get people like to go to the beach but i'm just like no no let's go to iceland like right now i'm trying to plan a trip to greenland with another buddy who also does photos because we've just heard it's like just crazy. So, man, and, and Antarctica. Those are our, those are mine and his too. But Ariane won't do either of those. I mean, she's she's cold here in Texas sometimes. <laughs> my, my wife Kim would like she would get it, and when she hears this, she's gonna get it totally. Why I love to go to cold places. I yeah. I'm like I'm done with. I did the hot for a long time. I'm yeah, it's just like I. The biggest thing for travel, if I'm not doing it for a specific reason, like work or skating or filming, I want to go see places that are just, like, mind-blowing to me. What, this is this place exists, and people live here. And that's why, uh, you know, so we went to Iceland for two weeks a couple years ago, and the whole reason we went, because I got a random Facebook ad that was, like, troll and fairy tours. <laughs> and I saw this and thought to myself... That's a thing. And we I clicked on it and yeah, I mean ad, advertising works. Like I clicked <laughs> on it and started seeing all this Iceland stuff. And then like month, a couple months later we went to Iceland for two weeks. We rented a car, we drove around the entire island, and it was all because I saw this weird thing that said troll and fairy tours. I didn't end up taking the troll and fairy tour. <laughs> but I read up a lot about Iceland and how like just some of the stuff about it, and it was like, that's just so not my norm. Like, let's go there. Like, that just was, and I mean, I loved it. I, Northern Lights, like, just all of that was just, I, I gotta do this. I have to. And that's where, like, that random urge of traveling comes in, too. Just, 
I just need to be somewhere that's not my norm. I need to be out of my comfort zone and try stuff. Oh, 100%, man. That's like the, when I was like 16, I think it was, I think it was 16. I took my first 16, 17, um, right around when I started to drive. That's when I got bit by a huge bug, like going and seeing places. I I just went to Arkansas and drove around up there with all my buddies. Oh, it's beautiful. I love Arkansas. My uncle still lives up there, runs a business and stuff, but, um, once I saw that, I was like, I got to see more places. Then I went to Colorado. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know that mountains existed before this yeah. moment. This is why do why do I not live here? Like, why am I not in this place? So it's just been like it's kind of been nagging at me. And then I got caught up in like a little break where I was just working and taking care of kids and uh, kind of like single dad thing for a while. And. I was like, I got to get out of this. Something's wrong. I got to get out of it. And so it's kind of like, I want to go see those things like you saw. The ad, you just punch on it and just go, man, that sounds that sounds like the perfect trip. Those sort of things. Again, just don't say no. And, and it's funny because growing up in a small town, it was all, I was always kind of the oddball when it came to like little things, like even like little political things. So. I have a great aunt who lives a mile inland from Venice Beach, Whoa. and we would go visit her all the time, but it was also the 80s when the parents weren't, you know, stopping everything you did, and so I had a bike, and I would go to Venice Beach by myself, and just go cruise around and, like, hang out, you know, like, I got to know who the guy that carried the snake around, like, let people take pictures, and I was like, hey, there's the snake guy, like, there's this, and because of that, like, I knew what transvestites were when I was, like, five. <laughs> Like, Man, the first time we saw one of those was actually we skated in Nis in San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, that's the first time we were skating by, and there was, I mean, here's a lady, I guess, walking by us with a briefcase, but totally a dude. Yeah. And I was like, Jason, uh, Jason Flores and I were skating, doing some street skating there, and we were like, we went to Hubba and all that, and then we uh-huh. just turned around, we are like, did you just see that? We just saw that walking down the street with a briefcase going to work. Yeah. It's so casual and normal. Yeah. And it was so normal. Like nobody better than I. It was just like you see that lady and I'm like, yeah, he goes, that's a dude. And I'm like, okay. And just like some dude, you know, dude looks like a lady. It like literally was that. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, cool. And it, it just like that open-mindedness about that I think has helped me with travel because it was like people are into weird stuff. They're not trying to, con- nobody's, like, not everybody's trying to convince you to do their weird stuff, but that's their thing. And so I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And, like, from that, you know, five, being five to now, 34, just, like, uh, people are into weird stuff. And embracing that when I go places, like, eating the weird food and trying the weird stuff. And so this is what you, all right, I'm in, I'll try it. Like, <laughs> why not? You know, within certain reasons, but I also... The first person to go eat bugs and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, they cricket tacos. I'm in. I'll try them. Just, and it's, it really helps when you travel a lot or, like, for a living in general. Because it's like, oh, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I'll go watch that. Like, I'll go watch whatever play or musical or concert. Just kind of, that's your thing. I don't know. I'm into it. Like, I'm willing to try whatever. And that's why when I travel, I like to stay with people versus stay in places. Because you get to see what, like, 
you're not going to take me to like a five-star restaurant. You're going to take me to the hole-in-the-wall burger spot. That you the eat. best spots. Yeah, and that's what I like about traveling that way because I get to stay with people that are like, well, this is where we go to eat. Like, this is the falafel spot we go to eat, or this is the pizza spot that's like the local hole-in-the-wall $5 pizza. Like, I'm in. I'll do that. It's crazy the education you can get. Like, the things I've learned from traveling, like what you were just saying, the things I've learned from going to different places and immersing in the local place, like that's the first thing we did when we went to Hawaii. We didn't go to the we, – we have not done – we've only done one touristy thing, and that was a catamaran snorkel thing this last trip. But everywhere else, we immediately go and find that, oh, the best poke place is in this back room of a liquor yeah. store. You know? That's the best place to get poke, and they're not joking. Like, But if you, yeah. you go and immerse yourself in the community, like the actual locals there, and talk to them and ask them where they go and the waterfalls that they go to see, not the not the typical – like touristy spots but the education you get out of that from talking to people it's priceless man like it's it's incredible how much you can learn and gather from other places and like you said just having something in common but people do weird stuff and it opens it opens your eyes to like oh y'all are it's not like my dad always says you know that the yankee thing and you know political reasons and you know there everything just stops at the mason dixon line and you name it down the like they're all a bunch of yankees then you go to boston and realize oh those people are super nice really great people helpful and it's a cool town and like oh maybe everything i've thought of people from where i'm at is not correct so as much as i travel i and like I'm not religious. I'm not. I, I I am political, but I try not to like throw that in people's faces. Everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants a better life, good life for their kids, like, and to be kind of comfortable. And then you have your extremists who like rant and rave and push that, but that's kind of it. There's a really really good documentary called In the Shadow of the Moon, I think, and it's basically. They interview all of the astronauts who went to the moon. But each of them has this, like, epiphany when they go out. And they leave Earth, and they see Earth, like, getting smaller and smaller behind them. And they realize, like, all those lines, all the borders are all imaginary. Like, it's not my country, it's my planet. And they realize that they are part of this thing, this little blue dot that's getting smaller and smaller as they leave Earth. And every one of them talks about it. Uh, there's actually a term for it, and I don't remember it, but I get that as much as I travel around the world here, that you go anywhere and everybody's doing the same stuff. It's different because, like, you and your friends go to watch football, which I did last night. Like, we went to go watch the football game, and we hung out at a bar. But if you go somewhere in Europe, you're doing the exact same thing, and you're watching soccer, football, so technically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... And that's, like, that's the norm. You want to hang out with your friends and your family, be happy, you know, socialize. And it's just this, I mean, I went to Dubai. And even Dubai was, like, super westernized when I went. And was, like, kept, like, waiting to, like, get that culture shock. And I just wasn't ever, like, super culture shocked. It was just kind of a, okay, so you wear that hat, but... That's that's it. Like that's the difference between you and I. Like you still want to go eat food and like hang out during the day, and you found this thing interesting, so we're in the same place today. Like 
You know, it's just, that's people. Like, that's humanity. And it's a beautiful thing to be part of, but it's, like, you see humanity always trying to, like, segregate and, like, well, they're different because they do this. And you're like, no, they're really not. Like, kind of the same. And I think it's cool like, to go see those cultures and kind of be like, oh. So you, you just want, like, a good education for your kids, a better life for them and yourself, and the same, like, across the board. Yeah, they want to travel, too. They want to see different yeah. places. They, like, that's that's an incredible perspective that people don't get unless they get out. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, like you, you have to get out to see, because, I mean, even domestically, they came up last night, somebody was trying to move to Chicago, and like, well, you know Chicago has a crime rate. <laughs> like, people get shot here every day, too, guys. It's just, like, what are you paying attention to? Just, yeah. I don't know. I've... When I went to Dubai, my family was very concerned. Hey, you're going to be this place. Be careful. While we were there, a, teacher, a Western teacher actually got killed at the mall. And, you know, my family's just, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm just at the mall. Like, it's not a big deal. And they're like, somebody got stabbed at the mall. It's like, I'm not going to get stabbed at the mall. Don't worry. I'm aware of my surroundings. Like, I know what I'm doing. But, yeah, it's just don't ever, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Here, yeah. there, anywhere. Yeah, people get stabbed at the mall in every town across America. Yeah, like that—that that happens. Like you, it's just that it gets blown up. That, I made that comment to somebody. They um, about my kids. I don't let them have cell phones all the time because I want them to be able to converse and talk to people and and figure things out, not be stuck like this. You know, looking at their screen. And uh, they said, "Man, you're hard, dude. Like you got to give them a phone. They're gonna, you know." Everybody's going to make fun of them and whatnot, and and it's dangerous out there. They need it for the danger factor. It's so much dangerous today than it is was when we were kids. I was like, no, it's probably the same, if not better. We just hear about the bad stuff more. Yeah. Yeah, for well, sure. Did you ever have, like, the cowboy photo where, like, the people just walked through your neighborhood with a horse? <laughs> no. No? No. This thing, and a lot of my friends in Harlingen have this, but, like, this couple walked through the neighborhood and there was they had a horse and like a cowboy or cowgirl outfit and they would like take photos you know and they, they, they knew what they were doing but back then I played outside in the front yard so these this couple comes by and they, they're walking a horse and they have this outfit and I'm like like hey you want to take pictures of the cowboy I'm like yes why wouldn't I <laughs> so I run inside like mom mom I need to take a picture of the cowboy and she comes outside they negotiate the pricing for the photographs or whatever and everything you know, boom, I have, I, they're, they're sweet photos. I mean, this cowboy, like, black vest and red hat, like, but think about doing that today. Oh, people flip, man, knowing parents. There's a couple walking around talking to children, like, it just would be, it wouldn't exist today. And the I'm co- like, man, the 80s are so much more fun. Like, just, oh, 100%. <laughs> kids played outside, you know, I just... Even today, I'll grab a grasshopper or a cricket, like move it, and throw it. Like, like, oh, hold on, I got the bug. Let me do that. What are you doing? Like, wash your hands. I'm like, no, it's just a bug. It's fine, guys. It's okay. It's like just do this all the time as a kid, and then go inside and a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I'm like, what? Yeah. Drink out of the water hose. You don't know, like everything. I never went. Yeah. It's, it takes too much time to go inside. Drink out of the water hose. It tastes so much better anyway. Yeah. That rubber, it's way better. <laughs> Man, well, what this Colorado trip you take, I see it happens every year type of thing. Yeah. I think that's pretty freaking sweet, man, that you have a group of guys that goes out there 
and and maybe ladies, however it is, group of friends it is. Yeah. Y'all meet up every year and uh, go camping. What part of Colorado is it in? All parts. Um, so these guys started doing it 20 years ago. This was the 20th anniversary. And you basically just go and you visit all the ski towns because all of the ski towns have skate parks. Oh, whoa. That's cool. You go to Telluride, you go to Gunnison, you go to Vail, Glenwood Springs, Grand Junction, Leadville. I mean, you go all over the place. But that's what you're basically doing is you're just driving around skate park to skate park through the mountains to do that. Like, And you just... They, and I mean, they, it's Adam and Luke Bender. Luke Bender is the one that keeps it going. Adam was his older brother. And this is like the first time he'd done it in a while. But, um, so Luke Bender and a, a few other, uh, Coloradians, I don't know, <laughs> they go and they like map this out and they find campsites. Cause there's usually like a hundred people. So On they your find trip? a campsite that can house that many people in the mountains and just kind of, plan it all out and I mean kudos to them it's, it's an amazing trip especially you know a boy from South Texas where it's just flat and just getting out and every day you're just driving through like I I'm in just awe everywhere we drive because everything's so picturesque to me like oh, look at that there's another mountain oh look there's snow there like just it's just crazy man I can so I saw uh, man I forgot it was like a K2 video or something and I saw a post of these people's what looked like they were skating at a skate park in Utah in the mountain. Like, it, the yeah. skate park was in the mountain. I was like, oh, I want to do that. That's cool. And I just recently kind of picked it back up again for fun, kind of the last couple of years. And uh, when we went to Utah, Kim said, bring your skates. I want to take pictures, and we're going to go find this skate park you want to go to. So we found it. It was in Oakley, Utah, and I got to do something similar to that just on one, like one day. You know, we were yeah. there for a weekend, but... I can't imagine, like, that would be an unbelievably great time to go to all the different skate parks there and then with the mountains in the background. Because that was so much fun. Like, the skate park yeah, wasn't have great, you, but have you, it was a Have blast. you watched any of, like, my YouTube videos? Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. Like, the Colorado road trip from last year, and you just, like, every day is just like, oh, we got to stop and take pictures here. And that's the other good thing is, like, I have friends who are photographers and creatives and stuff. And so we go on these trips and, when I'm like, hey, I'm going to pull over to film the sunset, nobody complains. Like, they understand that I need to enjoy certain moments on trips, like a sunset or a sunrise. You know, like, I just did the one at the beach because I was in the Gulf Coast uh, two weekends ago, I guess. And that was like a family trip. But, you know, Ariane was like, are you going to go film the sunrise? And I was like, yeah, I love you. And she's like, all right. She just stays in bed. <laughs> I surround myself with those people who know that I'm the, the weirdo and, like, Go, go film it. Go shoot whatever you need to do. Like, like I sat out there for an hour by myself and just you know, drank a beer and watched Sunrise and it was just kind of cool. And then I get inside and everybody's kind of waking up. And did you enjoy that? I was like, yeah. You know, like they know I just need like a little bit of time alone to enjoy these moments in these places. And sometimes I won't even film them. Like this, this Colorado road trip, I didn't film or take photos because I just needed like a mental break from everything going on this year. It was like, this is it. I'm around a bunch of people that I love. I'm gonna skate when I skate, when I, you know. But I couldn't pass up like the stars and the lightning. The uh, lightning was incredible. And if anybody's listening to this, go to Raina Media and look at the lightning bolt photos. They're yeah. awesome. 
I came to like I looked at him a bunch of times like my, Kim is a, a photographer. So okay. and I kinda like wanted to get back into it. That's how the whole podcast started, the nine five adventure thing started because she has all these photos and she's got a lot of them that she just keeps them on her computer for herself. That's it. There's there's nothing there. She used to do it for money and now she just like she enjoys it, so she does it as a hobby. She didn't want it to be a job. So So I totally get that. So I'm a flight attendant is my job and I'm a photographer and videographer as my hobby. Which allows me to not have to like shoot a wedding or anything oh. that I don't want to do. So I, I I just had this conversation yesterday with a buddy of mine who does. Uh, he's a videographer too, and he's like, "Yeah, you have the perfect gig. So like, you have health, medical, like all of that covered as like my flight attendant thing. But then you also can go pick up a, like a photography job or something if you really want to. And I'll do them occasionally. I just shot uh, my buddy Alex Coba. Dorubius, I don't know if you remember his dad's coach down in South Texas. The name sounds real familiar. Well, um, so he just recorded an album and was like, hey, you want to come to Austin and film this? Of course, I said yes. And went and did that, hung out in Austin for a few days, just filmed, filmed him do his thing and you know got paid for it, like bought a new lens because of it, basically. I was like, cool, done. And now I can go to Colorado and use my lens on you know, lightning star photos and little dumb stuff that I like. Man, that is like, I, I didn't realize what, I always thought like photography, it just sounds like it would be easy. It's a suit, like it's a talent for sure. I've always respected that part, but I'm like, it can't be that stressful of a job. And then I went with her to a baby shoot one time uh-huh. and they're wanting to do things with this newborn baby and it just keeps crying. And we were there for two hours and we got zero photos, and she had to go back another time yeah. and get it, you know. And I was like, wow, I can see why you want to do this as a hobby because you like taking pictures. You don't like that part of it. Like that's, yeah. you know, and they weren't bad people at all. I'm not saying that. It's the stress of parents wanting to have this picture and the baby's like, that's uncomfortable to be stuffed inside of this little box thing to get it so that I can have the background. You know, they don't know that. And I was like, okay, I, I can imagine that. And then I can imagine weddings like, Ooh, that's brutal, man. (laughs) Well now with like Pinterest and all like, and even Instagram, like people get like so hung up on a style or like, well, I saw this photo of this place, you know, blah, 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 which I get. And I'm like, yeah, so I take it into, like, my own personal photography. That's just kind of whatever. But when I go somewhere, I'm like, all right, Golden Gate Bridge. Iconic. Million photos of it. Yeah. Everybody. And that's fine. I I try to, like, take it down a notch where I'm like, I'm going to take a photo of this bridge. Somebody else is probably taking this exact same photo. But this one's mine. And yeah. that's where I think people start getting hung up on, like, you know, the baby photos and everything else. Like, I live downtown Dallas, and there's always people out here taking photos for, like, engagements or whatever else. I actually have a joke idea where I want to do a series of photos and go to the burbs <laughs> and take pictures in front of, like, random people's garage doors. I have a series in my head that I want to do of that, like just 
can we go to like the burbs and just like take pictures in front of people's houses and in like lie down in their yard and do a stupid like ballet pose or something because that happens every day here Dude. so like the photography stuff is just like I, I don't know I just don't take myself too seriously in it like I'm very happy that I get some of the shots I get but at the same time I'm like oh it's just Instagram I'm not trying to sell this I I toy with like selling prints every now and then I'm like eh, that's just work just makes it work yeah. <laughs> just makes it more work yeah I man I totally get it so this like this thing's just for fun for her too and I'm like but we need those pictures saved somewhere to share and to be able to go and look at it and maybe the whole goal of it is just to get somebody to look at it and go oh I maybe want to go there and if they yeah. do that then then the job is done like just to inspire them like hey we didn't do this before but check this out now like you can do it I mean people if if they see us and know us our, our real life, it's like, how do you make that work? Start scratching your head. Like, yeah. two kids, my, you know. My you're... family always asks, like, when do you work? And I'm like, oh, between trips. And they, I mean, as a flight attendant, I, but even as a flight attendant, I take advantage of, like, the other day I was in Portland. And my buddy, uh, Mike Elias, lives there. He has a shop. He runs a company called Ship John. And he makes leather goods. Dude, I've seen that. I saw you doing that thing on it. That stuff's cool, man. So I made a belt. You know, I was hanging out for the day, and he was like, you want to make yourself a belt? Like, yeah, I'll make a belt. You know, just, again, woke up, got out of, like, got out of the hotel and went and did stuff. And it's just kind of a normal thing, I guess. But it was funny. So now I have this belt. I'm actually wearing it right now. It's stiff, and I'm trying to break it in. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Like, the the that saying that thing, that's exactly what we do. Except we, uh, being in College Station, it's a little, you know, we're a long ways away from, you know, being access, and we got to pay for plane tickets, obviously, and fly places. But we usually look at, like, work trips or holidays when they're coming up, and then we jump on that to take a short weekend trip and just, we wake up early, cram as much as we can in, and have as much fun as possible and fly back. Yeah. That's, I mean, we work all of our trips in now, and that's kind of like our goal has become more of our that's like our entertainment we go bam we're gonna go out we're gonna go check things out like uh the park city trip where we went to salt lake and all around that uh sundance everywhere that was a work trip that was just over the weekend and we hit it all up it was it was uh that that's that's an idea people lose sight of they're like oh well i gotta go here for work and then i'll fly back and then we'll plan a vacation i was like why don't you just have fun while you're out there yeah like you're already gonna be gone like, anytime I'm anywhere, it's just that. Like, while I'm here, like, then I'll, I, I, it's funny and kind of sad because working with flight attendants, how many of them never leave the hotel? That is, man, hotels, if you're just sitting in them, they're terrible. It's, it's crazy to me. Like, I flew with this lady who's been a flight attendant for 40 years and had never been to downtown Seattle. <laughs> what? I was like, how have you never left the hotel? Like, you want to go? And she's like, oh, okay. But I basically had to like hold her hand and like, here we go. We're going to get on the train and then we're going to get on a bus and we're going to be downtown. We're going to Pikes Pier and all the other stuff. Like I went to all the tourist trap stuff with her just because she'd never been. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, but we need, so I went specifically to go buy my brother and I red onesies, like the, the thermal. Yes. And uh, so I was like, I got to go here to buy those. But um, come with me. And she just, she was so, like, the next day, that's all she could talk about. 
I can't believe we did this. And I, like, she caught the stupid fish when they throw it at her. And she's like, I didn't think that was a real thing. And I was like, like why not? Like, you know, I was there kind of annoyed. Like, I, I didn't want to do all this tourist trap stuff. But seeing her just having the time of her life and being like, you've never done this. Like, why not? Like, I'm bored with this. I've done this so much. Like, you never have. But she had a great time, and it was awesome. I'm glad she did it. I'm sure, I'm sure she still talks about it anytime she goes to Seattle. But you, you, she has that luxury that I have. Like, we both can travel for free, essentially, and you're in these different parts of the world or country every day, and you're just like, well, why don't you just step outside? Like, go. Just take a step that way and keep going until you find something. And I think that's funny, like, because obviously I get to do all this stuff because of my job. But then I throw it out there, like, there's people that have my same job and don't do it still. It's just, like, a, it's a personal choice when it comes down to that. That's that's incredible to me that you can go to a place like Seattle and not at least want to go see what that market is all about and everything. Yeah, I've done it so many times now that I'm like, I actually, I have like restaurants and spots and places that I like to go to that are not, like, I, I try to find those norms. And like going back to what we talked about earlier, talking to service industry people, like talking to your waiter, your bartender, and asking them where they would go, like, what's a nice place to eat? They'll tell you, like, what's a, what's a good place to eat that's like, cheap and the hole in the wall and open till 3 a.m. That's the spot we go to after work. Those those people like every in every city and every culture and every place know their cities. They know them so well that I find that they're the best people to ask. So like, sure I can go talk to like this person and they're gonna tell me like the best five star restaurant blah 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 blah. Like that's cute and that's fun, but these people, like, like your service industry workers, you know the city, they know each other. I mean, I went to, we went to New Orleans, and that I, I have two friends who are bartenders there, and they're like, go here. Like, oh, barely man. a Yelp review, but just got to these, like, hole-in-the-wall corner spots that were, like, the locals only had the best food. Dude, Louisiana. Is- if you do that in Louisiana, it's the best food. You are yeah. not joking. Like, I can eat my way through that city anyways. And then when like somebody's like, hey, go here. And we just, I mean, there was this Brussels sprout salad, like shredded Brussels sprouts that Ariane had to like remake when we got home. She's like, that was like, the, and it was, it was just so good. And her and I are really good about doing like family style food or, you know, everybody orders something and we're just going to kind of flip the table and start sharing. So you get to try as much as possible. And yeah, it was, yeah. New Orleans is fun. I'm taking her to Portland uh, next month for a week. So you get an awesome advantage to go to these places and find out. You're like the scout. You're like the travel scout. Yeah, I just, I know people and places, so I'm like, all right, let's go try this. Let's go just do it. Again, don't say no to stuff, so all right, I'll try that. So how does she, has she got the same sort of spirit as far as like traveling stuff and uh, local adventuring type of thing. She does, but she also has a normal nine to five job. Yep. So a lot of times I'm kind of gone and come home. Um, again, I thank her regularly for letting me do whatever everything I do. But she's more of a planner and researcher, <laughs> and I'm not. 
So I like to get there and be like, well, I don't know what I want to eat on Tuesday. I might want tacos and I want pizza. I don't care. And so she needs a little bit more of an itinerary. Um, she's gotten better. Or I've gotten worse. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> we, like, we make it work, but we also don't... Um, we try not to step on each other's toes about it. Like, if she wants to set a reservation for somewhere, I'm like, all right, fine, we'll do that. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, let's wake up and just go. Dude, that's – it's exactly me and Kim to the yeah. T. She's like – it's not like strict schedule, but it's I want to have a plan. I want to have – she's very organized. I am yes. not. I like put the sail up in. all right, let's see where the ship goes, man. Wherever, Whatever little spoil bank we hit or island, let's check that out. Like yeah. I don't know. We'll just go that direction and see what is over there. And I, it's a, like a give and take thing with us. It's a I conform to – the structure part a little bit and then she definitely is good at winging it as well when she needs to so it like yeah. we mix the two together and then the trips work out perfect yeah it actually works out better than one or the other it, it really is i think a good mix like you know they say opposites attract and i think it's true because i mean she has like grocery lists and things like that <laughs> she's way more organized than i am <laughs> And I come in and I'm just like, what are we doing? I'm just I'm like, I don't know. I got a phone. I can figure something out. Like, just make it work. Oh but, my gosh, man! This is every single week going to the grocery uh, store. Like, oh yeah. well, I, I, it sucks too because I'm not home enough. So she's like, hey, I got groceries. And I'm like, cool. But she'll be like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I just don't care. I don't know. We'll be home for like two days. And so right now, today, in fact, there's like a bunch of stuff in the fridge and she was like just make dinner i was like all right i'll just look through the fridge and see what's there and <laughs> make dinner like i'm okay with that where when she i'm sure when she bought everything there was like a dinner plan like there was like oh we're gonna have this meat this veggie this thing but you know now that i'm home it's like oh i'll just i'll wing it i'll see what's in there and just yeah. make food like well, we will eat at some point today there will be food for us <laughs> But, yeah, oh, well, here's a fun one, too, like, Iceland. We were in Iceland for two weeks, and every single day, we would have to go to a different place. So we drove around that island, and every night, we stayed in a hotel, and in the morning, we had to pack up and then drive somewhere else and stay at a new hotel. So that's my life. Like, I flight, like, every day is that. But I could tell around day six or seven, it started to wear on area. Like, <laughs> you couldn't. Like, the structure wasn't quite there. I mean, it was, like, we had a schedule, but I could tell, like, she was getting tired. She, she wasn't into, like, living out of a suitcase. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, so how's it going? Are you ready? And I'm just driving another two hours to get to, like, a, some waterfall or something. I'm like, yeah, this is so great. I can see her just being like, oh, my God, I just want to be in one place for more than more than a day. And I was like, no, nope, no, nope, let's just keep going. Like, you don't see Iceland like that. We yeah. got one. We got this shot, maybe. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, just let's keep going. You ready? You ready? And she's gotten so she took a uh, four month sabbatical this last winter, and that's when we did Europe and a bunch of, like we went to Colorado City, which is where her grandparents live. And she definitely was a little bit more unstructured for those trips because she she had the uh, time. Yeah, she like let's go to a place. We're gonna be there for a while. And while we were in Colorado, uh, my buddy Tori hit me up and he's like, hey, sir, 
I was having a birthday party. You guys want to come out here? And I looked at her and was like, you can, you, you, you can do this with me. Like, you want to go? Again, never say no. So we, <laughs> instead of flying home to Dallas, we flew to Salt Lake City, went to a party for the night, and then flew home the next day. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I take full advantage of being able to do that. And the fact that she could that time, I'm like, let's go hang out. Like, it's rock and roll. Yeah, it was awesome. And to have her do stuff like that with me is always kind of funny. She comes to some skating stuff, not a lot. Normally, if there's a skating thing, I'm, I'm working. Like, I run the Blading Cup at the end of the beginning of November. So she's like, well, I'll just go, like, maybe the day of the event, and we'll hang out for a week afterwards. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, that means I have to be there for two weeks. Okay, fine. Like, just make it work. It's That's something being in the blading world that's funny because to us, it's like, whoa, blading cup, that would be so crazy to be around all those people. and pick, Like, it's a fun time. But then think about how many people really, <laughs> really would have fun in such a niche thing, you know. I, I, I don't know. Their pits work for me all the time. Like everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is great!" And I'm like, "Hold on, I gotta get the judges the new peeps paper. I gotta do this." And oh, so like, you're yeah, you're gonna be super busy then. Yeah, and I, 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 I think this is our eighth year. I don't even know anymore. They're, they all run together. <laughs> but like that whole thing with like blading. When I went from just being a blader to like being in. The industry was a weird shift, for sure. Especially being from Harlingen, like oh man, you know, like just being so starstruck everywhere, and like oh my god, like this, the, uh, god, like this is just crazy. So I'm about to name drop, but you'll know who these people are because you played it back then. So I was, I went to Michael Pallet's wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And like the hoax guys were there. Oh. Like, so Brian, Brian Smith, Smith, the world like known photographer, Rawlinson Rivera, Arlo Eisenberg, TJ Weber, B Love, like, and I'm at this house just having drinks with all of them, and just like freaking out a little bit, like fanboying like crazy, just listening to them tell stories about Oaks and the RV, and just just sitting there like, uh huh, uh no no no, you guys keep going, like just, and the funniest part was like being with all of them, and I'm hanging out with John Julio, who I work with all the time. So John's just like, this is crazy, huh? And I was like, I'm glad you think this is crazy. <laughs> yeah! Like, like, the goat himself thinks like, it's crazy. You, <laughs> like, you think this is nuts. He's like, and I was like, you're in hopes. And he's like, yeah, but these guys rolled up, and they were my idols. And I'm like, yeah, so imagine what I'm going through right now. Like, just being in a room full of you guys. Like, it was, it was so funny, and... Like, we, uh, earlier you said the happy thing. So, Arianne knows all these people as just people. Pe- just people. She really that they're pro skaters or anything. And so, when, like, our local friends will come over or, like, hang out or something. She's like, oh, yeah. Like, we'll watch a skate video. And she's like, how is Chris doing? Like, <laughs> and they're like, like, I miss him. We should call him. And my friends are just like, she just knows them. I'm like, well, yeah, she's a huge part of my life that goes with me to these places and when they come here they stay with us obviously and like they know her like she like they, they think it's so weird that like she's just part of it but not for the same reason they are like they you know we're fanboying over here like oh my god that's there's happy like da 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 and she's just like how are they like I, how is their how are their significant others like she because she knows them so intimately that I'm like it's weird it's funny to me 
it would be it would so everybody listening to put this in perspective that would be the same thing if you like football and you go and there's Joe Montana, Roger Staubach, Terry Bradshaw, Walter Payton. They are the ultimate Hall of Famers. Like that's the top of the list and you just dropped right in the middle of it. And yeah, like, and oh yeah, hey, let's shoot the breeze, have a beer. You guys hang out. Wives, you know, like she just they they hang out. They stay, they send baby pictures to her and stuff. <laughs> and you're and, and you're like so funny. You're like, "Oh, that that's and it it, a funny story about that. I was just talking last night. I have a friend that's a pro golfer, and we uh, just did a podcast last night with it. And um, uh, I was talking about him playing the U.S. Open and how starstruck he getting. Like, I'm not a fanboy very often, like very few times. But one uh, little bitty Aaron Feinberg I skated with in San Francisco at that NIS, uh-huh. went and hung out and street skated with all of that crew at that one. And I was like, I almost couldn't skate right. Like, it didn't happen. And then Julio is is in my little section there when we're doing our runs, and we sit. He sits up on the quarter pipe next to me, and I I couldn't say a thing. Like I couldn't say a word. I was like, that's 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 John John Julio right there. He's right there. The same thing with the the X Games on the island. You know, Arlo is uh-huh. Arlo's right there, and. Dude, and it, the weird thing about that is, we went skating with Maddie Mance and Eric Shrine right after that. We took him. You know that, like, so I lived in Escondido for a little while, and Eric Shrine and I are pretty close now. Oh, that's awesome, man! He he, he remembers going down there, and like, <laughs> leaving everybody. He's like, really? That's where you're from? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like South Country Island. Dude, he totally, totally remembers it. Like, it's really. He's like, yeah, I met a couple like. He, he doesn't remember your all's name, but he's like, yeah, I remember like skating with some locals and like, like he's like, you might have been there. I was like, I wasn't. I was still very, very new at that point. But yeah, yeah, that's funny. We took him to Queen Isabel the Rail. They were like, hey, could you like, where's the local spot to skate? We're like, oh, we're gonna take him over here. We don't even realize this Eric Shrine kid's like a new kid on the, you know, on the scene. Yeah. When he, the first, like, Royale we ever saw was him going down Queen Isabel. And I can still remember the way the wheels spun in slow motion on his K2s. He was skating K2s in. I was like, dude, it's going in slow motion in my mind even right now. Like, that's, that's really funny. But, no, yeah, Shrine totally remembers that trip. That is awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I, I, I live in Esco. Him and I would hang out a lot, and just kind of we still talk. He's got you know he's got a wife and kid now. He's older. Yep. But it's always I definitely still like man Eric Shrine. Like I remember you at that ASA. Like I I didn't even skate. Like I didn't. I don't even think I took my skates to it. Like I just was there as like a total just fan. Like watching it, just like I was like too overwhelmed. And my dad took us and just being like, oh okay, it's. Man, overwhelmed at that one for all action sports, the the era that is. Hoffman, Mira, a young Mira. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony Hawk in his prime. They're all just right there and access to these little kids in South Texas that you can just like, no, you're working on your bike right in the parking lot. Yeah. That's, this is incredible. Like, the whole event was great. Like, that's that's what prompted me to immediately go and get better and then go to the NIST in San Francisco, like, we got to go see more of this. This is, this is, um, we're not going to... You, Florida, like, that generation, we're all kind of done by the time I really started skating down there. Like, I had Raymond, Pat, 
and a couple guys, but like everybody was basically growing up, like graduating. So, like I, I would hear like, oh, they went to San Francisco and did this. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. Like I just go like, and the competitive world of skating for a while, like in the '90s, was awesome. It and was you, like there really was just like events and money and just things being thrown around. So I took advantage of that, but I never really was there to like win the contest. I just kind of socialized and hung out and like again would go places and be like hey i'm in nashville and like staying with these guys and thank thank my parents for letting me actually do it too because i mean where are you going i'm gonna go to nashville who are you staying with this guy you know why what's up and they're just like all right call us you know i had a cell phone since i was like 11 because of it like you know don't back then you you have to pay by the minute, so it was like, don't call us unless it's an emergency. <laughs> yeah. But you better answer your phone at 10 p.m. tonight when we call you. Like, hey, what's going on? No, I'm not stoned or drunk or anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And just kind of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, the freedoms I had as a kid that they allowed me because of skating, because of this weird one little hobby that, like, allowed me to travel. And I think, you know, like, skaters always get kind of casted as like the outcast in places like they were the weirdos and everything but it's funny how like that one activity and even in competition it's not like sports no nope. like remember how harlingen hated san benito in our small hometowns like oh, yeah <laughs> and i remember going to san benito parties because i skated and i knew the san benito skaters and they'd just be like oh you guys are from harlingen like what do you mean they're from harlingen why are they here it's like oh they're my homies they skate like oh okay and like yeah. You go to football games or something, and you'd be like, hey, what's up, Victor? Like, I know you. And it's, how do you know somebody from San Benito? And that's a 10 minute city. If that, man, they're connected together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's not a big deal. So then you, like, you know, I take advantage of it and go from, like, state to state and country to country. And it's like, I don't know. Arianne thinks it's the craziest thing that this network works the way it works. Um, so currently, like, I don't know if you've been following, like, the Rob G stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, that, like, I even, Kim gets all the news from my little, like, whenever I find something, she has no idea who they are, but I tell them, like, the backstory, and, like, he seems like, what a legit dude, man. So, yeah, like, so for anybody listening, I'm going to explain who this person is, and then you'll understand why everything happened, but Rob G's always been, like, that holy man in rollerblading he just always does like yoga and like very zen you know eats berries and twigs and just been always been that guy and then he was living in peru doing like this holistic medicine stuff and got shot in the face and in 24 hours over a hundred grand was raised to support his medical bills and so all just rollerbladers, you know, just like the whole thing. And it's crazy the network we have because one guy like flipped the bill just for his like medical travel. Like that's not coming out of the hundred grand. That's somebody else is covering that by themselves. That's incredible. And it was just so moving. But then Arianne's over here, you know, she's like part of the group, but still kind of an outsider where she's like, I know who Rob is, but I don't know him personally. She's like, seeing you guys do this, like a hundred grand in it in less than I think it was actually in twelve hours. And oh, I just, watched it. I watched it go. I wa- I was yeah. like I was keep keeping track, man. I was like, holy cow! Look at the 
Look, it's going up again. They take gigantic yeah. jumps. She was like, do we need to put in more money? And I was like, oh, I put in a few hundred bucks already. She's like, okay, maybe we need to put in more, though. Like, she was so concerned. She about gets in it, too. Person that she doesn't even really know. Yeah. She just knows that like, he's my friend. And then, she, like, so now it's it's happened. We have a, we've had a couple days to, like, kind of get ourselves together. And we drove down to the beach to go to a family event. And so she's just, like, in the car. She's like, I never would have thought that I'd have a friend who lived in the jungles of Peru and got shot in the face. She was like, thanks. You you really made our lives way more interesting. And I was like, well, I'm sorry that you know he got shot in the face. But, yeah, like having these people and stuff just makes your day-to-day just so much crazier. It, it's just incredible that a community, like a small little community like that is so loyal, comes together. Oh, yeah. You have friends all over the world. They're, they're welcoming in. I love communities like that where you're like, Oh, you bladed here? All right. I mean, the only one, the only one that I can remember, and he's probably not that way now, I don't know. I just know from being a little grom at the X Games that Champion wasn't too nice to us. That's about it. Like, that's, that's the, only, the only one that I was like, I don't know if I like this Champion guy, you know, at that moment. That, so I met Champion probably way later at the hoedown in Plano. And I met him, his little brother, and his mom. And they were super nice to us. That's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, and, like, I still know Champion now. And he's, like, married, and he's on, like, his second or third kid. Like, I, they just had a baby. Dude, that's awesome. But that's funny. You're like, that, yeah. I think because we are weirdos, like, as skaters, when you meet somebody who's, like, a pro, you expect them to be all, like, super social. And, this, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Sign no. an autograph. No, they're but, still they're still humans, man. They're just all yeah, humans. And, like, with everybody, and that's part of why Ariane so like laughs and stuff because like she knows these guys, and at, at home they're like super talkative, but then they would go out to stuff, and she's like, they're so quiet when they're around other people. Like, yeah, they they don't know them. Like, you don't know, you know. Yeah, and they and it's also the recognition of knowing that. Not everybody knows what in the world you're talking about whenever you're having the conversation or is relatable to that blading thing. You kind of understand – the blading community understands it, which is kind of cool. But yeah, that crazy support that they have for him and coming together and all the money and just help is – that's incredible to watch. And to think something so small can take a little kid from South Texas all over the world yeah. because you said – Oh, yeah, I'll go do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just that. That's crazy. Yeah, just eight wheels, man. Sometimes only four with two little ones in the middle. Yeah, four, <laughs> definitely four with, like, my anti-rockers. Still. Yeah. <laughs> but those little things right there, that little activity, hobby that you got into took you everywhere, man. It's incredible. It. Like, it's incredible. I, I seriously owe everything to rollerblading. I mean, it made me pick up a camera. It made me, like, I've done graphic work for stuff, like, just and made me meet some of the best people in my life. Like, rollerblading as an activity is just so random, especially being from South Texas. Like, my, my aunts and uncles still like, when are you going to stop doing that and grow up? And I'm like, I don't know, and it stops being fun. It's not, not fun. It's just 
You know, like they don't get it. They they don't see like like what what happened with Rob. They don't see like when I travel somewhere that I get to just do that. Like, oh no, I'm you go see my buddy David in Copenhagen. You know, like that's that's a thing. I can just I have played I have people everywhere. And even the flight attendants I work with are like, How do you know somebody here? Rollerblading. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's kinda of hilarious to say that out loud, but yeah. That's how you know like, people. My mom, my mom, how do you know this, the, the, the guy that got shot, rollerblading? And she's like, of course. Just, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten jobs from rollerblading that didn't in, involve rollerblading. Like, I've gotten video shoots and stuff. Like, just, hey, someone, so-and-so said that you're from here and you rollerblade. Okay, yeah. I got to shoot this music video in Austin during South By. You want to come with us to Austin for South By? Like, all expenses paid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you have to meet Bun B. If you're from Texas, oh, Bun B is. Like, yeah. Shot a music video with him. I was just super pumped. Like, Dude, that's awesome. Just, this is awesome. Like that. Right now, I'm even working with, uh, like, I've possibly got a like video shoot thing that I might do in Portland. You know, I'm going to make a belt the other day and just being like, hey, that's right. You also do this. Like, I know you from this little circle, but you also branch out to know this other stuff. And, yeah, it's just a crazy community that works, and I just take full advantage of it, like, just nonstop. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, man, we're having this conversation right now because of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really? Like, that's the only way. It's like, I met Andy Jacuzzi, got my, like, found some razors at a pawn shop, just randomly, nobody skates in College Station. I'm by myself. I and yeah, I by myself. Like it really is kind of like I need a crew. I'll tell Kim I need a crew. Just come out with me. But uh, then doing that, like he got me to. He was like, you, "When you get out of your cast, you need to get back into blading, man." We know all the same people. It's pretty cool. I was like, "Okay." Then I found those skates. I get back on them and do that, and then see you in the video because I'm dorking out again, watching YouTube videos and see that, and like, hey, that's my friend. And then yeah. I look for you on Instagram and. Bam. I was like, I know that dude. That's so incredible. Like, look at the life he's living. This is this is cool, yeah. man. I'm like, I'm really proud that somebody from the valley in that situation, and for people who don't grow up there, don't know about don't know what it's like. But to get out and do the things you did, it's like, yeah, man, that's pretty sweet, dude. I do every every time. I'm like I don't downplay it. Like I still am very much like a grom. Yep living that dream like you know like this year we launched them skates and I, i'm part of that like i you know like that's weird like i talk to john julio pretty regularly like almost daily and sometimes it's not even about skating sometimes it's just like how are your kids what's going on you know like it's just it's weird to be in that place especially just because i look back and i'm like Think about like my bedroom in Harlingen and be like, man, I had their poster on my wall. Like, dude, like I remember like when videos, it's like I when I knew the UPS guy was going to tell me, just set up my slider bar outside and like wait for this stuff. <laughs> and we'd be like, yeah, packages here. Like, air into the house with skates still on. Like, oh, tear open the video and watch like the new VG or like any video that came out, just being like, the hell, like, what, like, and now. I just watched uh, Formosa. Like, I don't know if you do VOD stuff, but, like... I have done a couple, yeah. 
So the guys that do like the Cayenne Project stuff in Formosa are really good. Every every summer they basically take a, a location, go there, embrace the culture, and like it's a kind of a tour video, but like it's just six or seven dudes going to the spot and making it making a video while they're there for like a month or so. And so we watched it, and again, Ariane's watching it with me, and she's like, I like this one. I know everybody in it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's, that's funny. You know everybody that went to Thailand to go skating, and all of those people in this video, one's from Scotland, one's from, uh, you know, uh, Minneapolis, one's from Atlanta. Like, I was like, you just know all these people because I rollerblade. And she, she yeah, it's, it's a weird, like, perspective that I always kind of put, put in check on myself, like, Cool, we're doing good. Like we're having we're having fun, doing it. But you're still that little kid from, you know, Harlingen who went and skated at um, Vernon. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, the Vernon wooden benches and the two brown rails. When they took those benches out, I mean, I was heartbroken. Oh. And last time I went home, I like my mom was like, "Oh, I found this," and it was like all my old photos, like like. The Ver- my first top acid on a, on the Vernon benches, like, just was, like, looking through them, like, such humble beginning, you know, like, going to bicycle world to get grind plates. Oh, my gosh, dude, yes. Like, yes. That kind of stuff. And then it's cool to, like, meet these guys and talk to them. They kind of have the same stories in their little towns and everything. Just, oh, yeah, there was, you know, like, roller world or whatever. Like, they everybody has that, that little, sh- like, the skate shop that didn't like the old lady didn't know what she was doing. She just bought skates because it was like the new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. I mean, I don't know. Again, it goes back to that whole thing of like everybody everywhere has a similar story to that. Even though like we're so drastically different culturally, like mean, the same. I mean, that's that same story works like across the pond. Like I have German friends who are like, oh yeah. The little lady would buy the rollerblades at her bike shop or like at her fitness shop and that's where we would go and just like it's so wild that you guys grew up across the planet from me but almost have the exact same story as me like you know the roller hockey thing was big for a lot of people like that's how most of us kind of did it and dude just, i never did it and i wish i did because i started playing ice hockey and i can skate so it's fine like skating wasn't an issue except for hockey stops on ice that's a different thing to learn Oh, yeah. I fell a lot trying to, like, yeah, I can, I can go fast enough where I hurt myself, like, doing it. Except you wear all these cool pads and nothing hurts, which is kind of weird. But yeah. um, handling a puck on ice, totally not what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've had, I, I don't think anything has been as fun to learn except for rollerblading. I put them up there together as two things. I'm like, dude, I don't know how I went this long not getting into this. Like, people don't realize, but, like, Alex Roscoe is, like, full-on in a hockey league. And, like, the control he has from ice skating obviously translates to rollerblading. 100%. Like, because ice skating is harder. I, I went through, like, when I turned 30 and 31, I made, it, I made it a point to make my friends who don't skate go skating. And so we went to, like, a roller rink when I turned 30. Then I went to an ice skating rink when I turned 31. And it was also fun because, like, as bladers, you think, like, oh, I got this. But no, they're, they're different. They are so different. it was a lot of fun to see all of us, like, just kind of stumbling and having a good time. <laughs> one, of our, one of my friends, 
told her mom, she was like, oh, I'm going to go to the to the Galleria to go ice skating for a friend's birthday. And they're like, oh, for their kids? And she was like, no, no, he's 31. He just makes a huge I'm glad your mom thinks I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it keeps us young, man. It does. It's, I don't know, like, Arianne's grandfather always tells me, like, I don't understand what you're doing, but just keep moving, man. You're doing right. Just keep moving. And I'm like, that's all I'm trying, man. I was at the skate park last night. Went to the, afterwards, we went to the bar to watch the game, and today I woke up and was like, oh, my leg hurts. <laughs> yeah. It seems to hurt a little bit worse for longer. Not really at the at the moment; it still hurts the same, but it yeah. seems to linger the next day, just a tad bit. It's, it makes you like stop a second where you're like, "I got this," and you're like, "Well, maybe do I really have this? Like, I could, do, I, do we need this clip? We do need. Ah, all all right. right, here we go. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, it's been awesome talking to you, dude. It's been yeah, great. Too, man. It's cool to see like all I followed through and looked at all the photos and stuff. I'm like, nice. And I'm glad to hear you're skating again. Oh yeah, man. I I'm super happy doing it. It's kinda like my little retreat. Like yeah. whenever I get a chance, it's like, oh, this is one even though I'm not doing it, it's a totally different mindset, you know? It's like, oh, now if I get an alley top porn, I'm like, sweet! I did it. I was relearning those last night. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I got that. That was so cool. You know, sometimes I feel it now and I'm good and sometimes I just don't have it. But I still like the enjoyment I get from rolling around. Like nothing replaces that's, that. Nothing replaces that's something it. like a lot of people don't understand that. Like sometimes I need to just go skate. Like I need to just literally go roll around. Even if it's just like not like aggressive skating. Like just. Yeah. Like I just need to go and like it's that zen like clearing my mind. Like such runners would get it it's like a runner's high yeah yeah it's like you feel like good bearings rolling everything's working the sound the you're like yeah i'm gliding this is cool like i remember what i liked about this when i was 15 and i got my first pair of trs you know i remember when i got my first pair of trs (laughs) major upgrade from the like janky walmart kids i had oh my gosh yeah they like the the difference when you when you first pushed off with those trs versus the walmart brand you were like this is not even the same thing oh yeah yeah just 34 year old man still strapping plastic boots on and going outside and just being super happy oh dude it takes everything to make the world go around like you said yeah. there's unique people everywhere People are into yeah. weird stuff, and we're part of the weird people into weird stuff. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I guess we'll end it here. I got to kind of get on the road and get back to work. Fun. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for wasting your time with me. Oh, dude, it was not a waste at all, man. We need to do this again. I'll have you back on, man. Yeah, keep in touch. Definitely. I'm uh, New York at the end of the month, and I'll be hanging out with, like, John Ortiz and all those dudes, like all the old school bladers, so just – yeah. Well, yeah, my, fa- my family. I'll, I'll be making a video from that trip. That'll be a an interesting stuff. Last night was kind of a, a meeting with the Dallas dudes talking about how like we're going to cover this trip. Oh, right on, man. Well, my parents live up in North Ocean Hills, and we go up there all the time. So if I'm up there and you're yeah, up there, yeah, we can yeah, coordinate. Definitely. I'd love to just go have a, a skate session or something. It'd be fun. Yeah, swing by. You can check out the pad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome view, dude. <laughs>
<laughs> it's really sweet. Well, thanks again, Jason, man. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Right. See ya. Later.